Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 22nd of August 2020. And the title of this episode is The Beginning of RPGs. Was Dungeons and Dragons the first ever role-playing game? It's not a trick question, not really. It's widely accepted that the original D&D, written by Dave Arneson and Gary Gygax, published in 1974, is the first tabletop RPG as they have come to be. Yes, if you have this conversation in a large group, then some old grognard will pop up and claim to have been at an earlier game. Maybe that's right. Perhaps they're not misremembering things. But history remembers D&D as the first. However, there is some wriggle room. The first ever game night, as we would recognise it as a tabletop role player, happened three years before the release of D&D. The chap running the evening was Dave Arneson, and the campaign setting was Blackmoor, and he was using a modified version of Chainmail. Chainmail is a war game rules by Jeff Perrin and Gary Gygax, and so you could argue that the unpublished Chainmail hack was the first RPG. There's also a commercial product called Diplomacy that dates back to 1954 that has something of a valid claim. Diplomacy isn't a fantasy game, you play world leaders and you're trying to talk your way to success, forming treaties and allegiances as you do so. Have you ever played in a factional LARP, a live action role playing game? Diplomacy is a bit like that. You have to be the persuasive one. However, Diplomacy was sold as a board game and I think people today looking at it would still describe it as a board game. What was the second ever role playing game? Well, if most people agree that D&D was the first RPG, then it's fair to say that most people agree that T&T was the second. Tunnels and Trolls by Kenton Andre came out a few months after D&D. It wasn't pipped to the post. St. Andre readily admits that he created Tunnels and Trolls because he liked D&D, but found it too complicated. Impressively, Kenton Andre is still active in the RPG community to this day, creating adventures and publishing. Ken's company is Trohalla Press, and for this month, Geeknator's patrons voted Trohalla into the RPG publisher spotlight. So, here we are. I reached out to Ken with no response, and so I pushed on with the Trohalla spotlight anyway. In my introduction, I explain that it's not appropriate to nag a 70 plus year old icon of the gaming tabletop scene into an interview. But let me get to that in a minute. Tunnels and Trolls isn't published by Trollhalla. If you have a copy of the game, then you'll likely have Flying Buffalo on it. That's an angle the spotlight explores. St. Andre gave a stack of first run Tunnels and Troll booklets to Rick Loomis to take to the Origins Convention and sell. Loomis did so, and sold every one. A year later, the two had a gentleman's agreement in place. It's often reported that Loomis and Flying Buffalo bought the rights to Tunnels and Trolls. That's not the case. So, here's the thing. Writing a spotlight feature on a designer and a company is a great way to get their attention. This week, Geek Native was also able to publish an interview with Ken St. Andre. Ken is a generous interviewee and he talked about what keeps him going. He highlights the need for support from good friends and about not giving up or getting distracted. We talk about the difference between Trohalla Press and Trohalla Press Unlimited. 
the first is Ken's method to publish material for his games through DriveThruRPG. The second is a company with more commercial intent. It's Trohalla Press Unlimited that owns the Tunnels and Trolls Avengers app you can play on your iPhone or Android. We also talk about the future. Watch out for the treasure of the Mummy Queen, a mostly solo adventure, or Power Trip, a superheroes variant of Tunnels and Trolls. Murder at the ruptured troll, and perhaps even an alternative combat system called Deadly Combat. Yes, I know. We don't often use audio EXP timing to dig into the contents of the RPG publisher spotlight, but it seemed due. At the end of this podcast, I'll talk a bit about a new game that might be yet another evolution of the genre, and so maybe it will all tie up nicely into a single narrative. If talking about early D&D games, those published by Gary Gygax's TSR is your jam, then I have a Twitch show to recommend. It's called Talking TSR, and it's by Goodman Games. Goodman Games has the right to take some early D&D first edition adventures and republish them as D&D fifth edition games, often with spruced up reprints of the original adventures as an option. If you're interested in the process by which old D&D becomes new D&D, then Talking TSR is a show that might interest you. If neither TNT nor D&D tempt you, then perhaps your system is Savage Worlds. There's a new setting for that popular system available this week. It's called The City of the Steam Sun, and it's a steampunk fantasy mashup. Take a city filled with smart steampunks, the sort of city that could conquer the world with its advanced science. Except, rather than conquer the world, it falls into the abyss and gets trapped on the edge of hell. The Steam Sun is a mortal-built device that lights the sky. It's created by the steampunks. The city is now exploring the surrounding area, sending out machines to assist scouts. The city has opened diplomatic channels with the nearby demons. There's a free quick start and two newly published core rules if that setting sounds tempting. Another interesting Savage World setting is Suzerain Legends, which is a living, open game world shared by many different groups. Savage Mojo has a Kickstarter coming up for Suzerain Legends, and if you sign up for information about it, then you can download a free adventure right now. As usual, you'll find a link back to the transcript and the associated resources in the podcast show notes. There's an indie studio called Nomnivore Games, which publishes an RPG called Emberwind and a game system called Rise. I think it looks good, but I've not played it. What caught my attention was a post from the lead developer, Derek Chung, about the launch of a digital content creation suite called Nexus. In short, Nomnivore Games are making it easier for people to create content for Rise and Emberwind. Why? So the RPG can keep up with the innovation and developments driven by players and gaming groups. Look at the rise of virtual tabletops or the use of Discord. Did any of that come from publishers? Not really. It came from players. And Nexus is an attempt to catch up. Also for your radar is a project called Arum from Adept Icarus. It's heading for Kickstarter with the funding of two books in mind, Arum Create and Arum Discover. The first book, Arum Create, is a system by which the whole gaming group collaborates on world building and collectively designs the setting. I asked Will Munn of Adept Icarus of some examples of the worlds he's seen created. 
and there's been a Greek mythology meets romantic comedy and monster hunting over at the Of Dyson Dames YouTube channel. And there's a Dinopia meets Mangitech and Weston, which you can see at Wholesome Dad Gamers Facebook page. Another new game that might interest you is Dark World Studios Archeron. It's currently available as a free-to-download beta playtest. Set in an alternative 1930s, monsters, magic and mystery have come together. The government controls history and factions complete for resources. This week, Green Ronin published Sword Chronicle. This isn't an entirely new RPG. If you already have the Game of Thrones RPG, a Song of Ice and Fire, the role-playing game, then Sword Chronicle is a new setting and a slightly revisited system. The Game of Thrones RPG is out of license, so Green Ronin isn't making any more of it. However, the Chronicle system that powers it is their own, and Sword Chronicle is a feudal fantasy that showcases it. There's also the Chronicle System Guild for people like you and me to publish and sell our own material for the Chronicle System. It's how the DMs Guild works, but unlike the DMs Guild, it doesn't have a standalone site. The Chronicle System, like most other community content projects, live in a folder within DriveThruRPG. Hopefully, Sword Chronicle and its guild are ways for Green Ronin to make money during the lockdown. And if making money from RPGs is a thing that you are brilliant at, then it's worth knowing Wizards of the Coast are recruiting for a Vice President of Dungeons and Dragons. You will have to be a heavy-hitting business person and have an eye for what gamers want in order to land that role. Now, despite all these new and exciting RPGs, I've not yet got to that game trencher I mentioned before. That's going to be a computer game with a twist, so let me get there in two steps. The first step is to highlight the unofficial fan mashup of the World of Warcraft and D&D 5e. Yes, it's a thing. You can download WC5e for free, and this week a free adventure called Northshire was released for it. Now, a computer role-playing game would be more of the same thing, right? Even if it was as innovative as World of Warcraft was back in the day. Well, maybe. I think Quell is different. To play Quell, you first put on a harness of resistance ropes and sensors, and then you stream to your smartphone, your PC or Mac. To explore the world in Quell, you have to fight through the hazards. I don't mean your character has to fight. You do. You have to throw punches. You have to duck and weave. Quell is a fitness app with a focus on boxing, and it's expressed through a computer RPG. The Kickstarter is going great guns, and I didn't think I'd ever back a tech Kickstarter again, but I did. Unlike VR, Quell doesn't need headsets or lighthouses. It doesn't try and build a virtual world around you. You just use your screen, or you cast to a TV, but it does use your body, and I think that's interesting. You can bring a friend too. You can explore the world together, fight and kick ass together. Is this another step closer to something different? Maybe. I think so. And on that note, let's call it a wrap. Keep safe, stay out of melee range, and see you next week.